Hello and welcome fellow travelers. Hello fellow travelers and welcome to the Unbroken Ground. Uh, thank you for joining me once again. Uh, this was episode 36 called Wait, Just Wait. Um, and you know, talking about leadership, but um, specifically thinking through um, the story of David um, and maybe throw in some uh, parts about Paul uh, and Jesus as well as we think about what it means to be a leader um, it's it's basically um, leadership tells from the wilderness, um, but we'll probably just call it wait, just wait. Um, if you have thoughts, questions, uh, uh, things you want to add, as always, you can find us on uh, Facebook at um, the Unbroken Ground, Facebook forward slash the Unbroken Ground, and also email the, the Unbroken Ground at gmail.com or on Instagram at the Unbroken Ground with an underscore after it. Um, all of those things, um, you f- ways to communicate if you have questions, thoughts, comments, um, further um, discussion. All those are places you can connect with me on that. And uh, again, thank you for joining us and I hope you enjoy. So just in thinking about leadership last week, um, I've been, I'm still thinking through it. So there's some questions I probably left last week and still um, thinking through and trying to, to um, work my way through that. Um, this week, I've just been uh, seeking what is it, what it is that God would want me to talk about and, and um, just continue to seek inspiration on that. And this morning, I was just, uh, I was in church just praying and, and, um, doing some different things and God just really laid the story of David on my heart um, and thinking about leadership and, and what that means. And um, and then I, I helped out with the youth tonight and uh, they were also talking about David. So, you know, God sometimes um, works those things out uh, and it's like, oh, okay, I think I'm supposed to talk about David. So, so I'm going to do that. Um, but I, would, I, I really wanted to th- think about it from the idea of trying to work through uh, as a leader um, when it is important to lead and when it is important to follow. Um, when is it important to lead and when is it important to follow? Uh, because if you look at the life of David, um, he was anointed king over Israel uh, when he was a young man, and he immediately went back to the fields. And so even though he knew that his future, like his his identity, what he was supposed to do, where he was going to end up was going to be king of Israel, um, he went back to being a shepherd. He went back to just doing his everyday job, and, and he, he lived out in the field, and he, he took no special privileges, um, and, and that's what he did. Uh, he just went back to the field to wait. And... Lo and behold, um, he's 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 doing his job, and um, all the troops are uh, are out facing the Philistines. Um, Jesse's like, I've got some supplies. I need somebody to take them, and that's David's job. David is doing his job. He he takes the supplies to the the battle lines. Uh, that's where he hears Goliath, uh, and and that's when they have the story of David and Goliath. David is is. Um, not necessarily seeking an opportunity for battle, but he's just so passionate for um, the name of God that he that he can't not act. 
he can't not act. He 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 has to act when when you have somebody like Goliath that's calling out and spewing lies about God. And so David goes out to face this giant again in the strength of God, just re- relying on him, um, on on God, not not on his own strength, not on his own understanding, but just trusting that God had had him, had his his back and was going to give him that victory. Um, and and he did. Uh, but then again, what happens is. Um, David is still, even though David has vanquished the enemies, he's killed this giant, obviously big things you can put on your resume, things that people are like, yeah, if I was going to have a king killing the enemy's champion, um, who is also a giant, is probably going to be a pretty good thing to put on the resume. Um, but 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 Saul is still king, even though um, Samuel has told Saul, got a told Saul through Samuel that his his reign had been revoked because of the choices that he had made because of his failings as a leader um, he was he was no longer had no longer been gifted uh, that um, just ability to that that he was not God was not blessing his rule as king any longer and 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 after him, the it would pass to a different family, um, and so even though he had a son named Jonathan, um, Saul's family was not going to um, be king. And and I think we have to remember, you know, Saul never really wanted to be the king. He just happened to be taller, uh, and it looked like a king. <laughs> like he looked like what people would expect a king to look like, but. When it came down to just having the uh, the faith and internal t- uh, fortitude to stand against the people um, in their in their fickle wicked ways, um, he just didn't have it. And so, um, when faced with the idea of doing what God has called him to do and do what is right, or doing what the crowd wanted because the crowd um, was basically he thought he was losing support. He thought he couldn't. Um, have their support if he did what God had commanded. Um, so he made some very bad decisions. He 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 went ahead and sacrificed, um, even though he was not a priest or a prophet, because he was because people were leaving because Samuel was was late. Um, he was waiting. He he ran out of patience. Um, he he um, declined to destroy all of the 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 plunder that the uh, the Israelites had gotten from um, one of the kings because he was afraid that people would if if he as king demanded that they they not um, receive this compensation for his uh, this victory he was afraid they were going to leave him and so his his trust in um, his trust and surety uh, of staying on the throne was was very misplaced. He he he, in in almost in the opposite of David, where David is is like I am going to wait on God. God will do what God's going to do, and at the right time, God will put me on the throne. I will wait. Saul was incapable of waiting. Um, instead, he um, often forced his his way through. Um, and then asked, looked back, and then asked that God would bless that. He, he, he behaved in a way he knew that God had not called him or asked him to do. But once he was done, he, he, he had excuses, he had complaints, 
He was like, Samuel, you weren't here. You were late. All the people were leaving. How can I win a battle if I don't have an army? So I had to. The people were deserting me. And so instead of waiting, instead of trusting, he, he took, he forced the issue. Um, and, and, and you see that contrast all throughout this story. So David is now um, basically Saul's retainer. He's, he is the musician that when Saul uh, can't sleep, David comes in and plays music for him. Um, and, uh, and he... He, he just has uh, a time of it because Saul um, goes into this murderous rages and tries to kill David. Um, he, he becomes best friend with Saul's son, Jonathan. And through that, they, they work out this understanding that, that they know when Saul's going to uh, attempt to kill David. And so, so, Saul, so Jonathan gives him the, the, the sign. And so, so David takes off to go live in the wilderness. And so I, I think that, again... The contrast here is that David has been anointed king of Israel. Saul has lost his anointing. God took it away. Um, but Saul didn't know um, how to um, live in that. He didn't know what to do. And so he just kept trying to do whatever he could do in his own strength to be a king like he thought a king would be, to, to be... Um, and and it it tormented him. Um, he it said that he, he had like a spirit that um, just just tormented him, and 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 he couldn't get away from it. Um, and 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 some of that was just I think the guilt that that he had because of the choices that he had made. Um, he just couldn't um, couldn't deal with it. He couldn't deal with that with the with the realization that he was. Um, powerless to maintain his throne. And so, so Saul, um, when, when David evaded this, this plot to kill him, Saul takes off after him. David is living in the wilderness. Saul is chasing him down. And at least twice, David had to jump on Saul. And he didn't kill him. And, and David said, I am not the one who is going to remove, remove the Lord's chosen. The Lord will do that. I will not force the issue. And so again, you see the difference here. David is rightfully king. He's been anointed. That's what he's supposed to do. So he would be right in, in saying, hey, give me my, uh, my, my place of honor. This is, this is what God has done. Make me your king. God has anointed me as such. But he didn't. He said, I'm, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. God will be the one. God will be the one who uh, puts me on the throne. And, and I'm not going to force the issue. I'm not going to have God's chosen one. Because even though Saul had had the blessing removed from him, in David's eyes, he was still the chosen one of God. And so he said, I'm not going to be the one who, who kills the chosen one of God. And, and so David... Even though David has opportunity after opportunity to kill Saul, to rebel against Saul, he, he never does. He never leads a rebellion against Saul, even though he knows that his, his rightful place is to be the king. Even, even when um, 
Saul promises David his daughter, and and he says, all right, David, if you go and and kill these Philistines and bring back their foreskins, um, you can have my daughter in marriage. And and so he does. Uh, And this just, again, just enrages Saul because Saul is, um, he doesn't, he's jealous, he's... um, He's trying to hold on to his power any way he can, and and so he so he gives his daughter in in marriage, um, but then when David runs, when David gets away from Saul, when Saul's willing to kill him, he he takes his wife, David's wife, and hands him to hands her to another man. Um, again, this is these are so so David has been wronged. Uh, David has been wounded. I mean, David um, has acted with integrity integrity up to this point he he didn't seek the glory of killing goliath he didn't seek the glory of being a good general but he did so because he he was following he was chasing after the things that god wanted god wanted um victory and so he gave victory um god wanted um someone to protect the nation and so david was that person that saul where saul fell david succeeded and, and so David was never f- trying to force the hand. He was never trying to say, hey, let's, let's have a revolution. Let's have a rebellion. Let's get rid of this guy. Let's, we will remove this man because, because it's my turn. And, and, and he just, David refused to do that. Um, and, and I think that is such a key thing um, when we think about the idea of leadership. David was anointed king. He was gifted. He was, he was a strong warrior. He was a leader of men. Men looked up to him. They sang songs about him. He was the, the type of person you wanted to be king. And there were times when the people were ready to just to, to abandon Saul and, and say, well, we're just going to name David king. And David was like, no, that's not how this is going to work. I am not going to lead a rebellion. I am not going to lead a revolt. I'm not going to kill my fellow countrymen um, in order to, to obtain power. Um, David, David understood. Like David, when David was anointed king, David was, was anointed for no other reason than because it was God's good favor to want to do that. There was nothing that David had done. Um, there was nothing that, that there was no, no glorious thing. David didn't look like a king like Saul did. He didn't, he didn't look, he didn't fit the bill necessarily. The only thing that David had in his favor, um, was that God knew his heart and, 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 and what he would say about David is David is a man after my own heart, that, that David was a man after God's heart, which is an amazing thing to say that David would line up perfectly um, or, or as closely, perfectly as a man can to God's own heart, and that was his qualification. That was his reason that he could, should, and would be king. And but, but David didn't. Uh, there was nothing um, that that David could point to beyond that um, to be king, because he knew that that the king served at the pleasure of God. Um, and, and, and that's, that's one of those things of, about being a leader is, is realizing that you serve, um, at the pleasure of God. Like you, you follow to be a leader, uh, you have to be a follower because especially in the Christian sense, if, if you want to lead, then you have to follow Christ. And, and then on top of that, 
um, you have to learn how to follow well. You have to learn how to uh, support and and uh, lift up and encourage and and be a follower, especially for leaders that are coming before you. Um, you you have to learn how to wait, like David did. You have to learn the lessons of the wilderness, and and that's where David learned how to have a heart like God's. Make no mistake, David learned how to be like God because he spent time in the wilderness alone with God. I mean, he he wrote songs. He he, um, I mean, all he really had was like sheep to to uh to talk with and so so he spent his time meditating upon who god was and and this is this is how david learns how to be a man after god's own heart it's developed in the wilderness and i and i think it's important to realize that this is not the only uh person who develops their leadership skills because they spend time in the wilderness um moses develops his, his, his eventual leadership skills to lead the Israelites by living in the wilderness. That's where the, the burning bush finds him. He, he finds him, it finds him there in a place where God says, hey, I'm calling you out. You're going to be the leader of your people. Again, Moses started out as Pharaoh's son. Like he was second um, or third down the line in Pharaoh's family, honored and yet he had to flee that because of a, a bad decision he made to to uh, to kill an Egyptian who was uh, who was was beating an Israelite, and so he fled to the wilderness and he lived as a shepherd. He he learned how to lead the Israelites by being in the wilderness, and the place where God met him was in the wilderness. Think think about like the patience that Moses had to develop because, again, he tried to take things into his own hands. He tried violence, and it didn't work. And so he, he ran away, and so he learned to wait on God and even consider himself unworthy. And God's like, no, you're the one. You're going to be the leader. Think about, think about Jesus. 30 years, roughly 30 years, we'll say, 33. 30 years he waited for his ministry to begin 30 years he was king of all kings he if he wanted he could have um he he could have assumed all thrones because he was the king over all kings and yet he waited and spe- in fact um it says that he goes out and spends 40 days in the wilderness so that he can know he can align himself with god's heart not, not that he was unaligned before that point, but, but there was this, this, there's this definite breaking point where Jesus was not doing his ministry, and then he spent 40 days in the wilderness, and he was. That's when he began his ministry, was, was after spending that time in the wilderness. Um, I mean, if you look at the life of Paul, he was Saul. He chased after the... Um, to Israel, he chased after the Christians. He was going to kill them all, um, and then he he had his uh, his blindness experience, and and he went to um, he went to an Ananias and got that removed. But then he spent three years in in anonymity, just learning, just developing his heart and his understanding of what it means to follow Jesus, to be called out, to be a servant, to be a leader. Um, 
he spent time waiting on God. I think so much um, of the difficulty of being a leader is knowing when to wait and when to act. And some of that, I think, comes into um, just full view of this idea that as, as a leader, a lot of times your worth, your um, how effective you are, is tied to the vision that you can cast and the movement that you can make. The movement that you can make. So, so um, you know, if you're... Uh, if, if you're a leader, um, then, then you make things happen. I mean, that's kind of like this idea. Um, if you want to show, oh, show me, show me your leadership. Uh, when we ask that question, we're basically saying, well, what's the results? Show me, show me the results. Show me how you have led. Show me the successes that you've had. Show me the places that, that you've made a difference. Show me, show me the the, 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 the results, show me the cards, you know, show me why I should trust you as a leader. And, and it's so hard to have the heart of David um, because David was like, I'm going to wait. Um, and now he did things that made him, uh, his name great and God's name great. Um, but there was also this, this sense that David was, was, um, just a guy who went out and lived in the wilderness, and uh, his, his the enemies around him uh, didn't really know what to do with him because here he was this this you know this Israelite warrior who was famous for the, all these winning and and now he's he's living in the wilderness estranged from his family he's not in the clans anymore he's 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 outside of the um, the different um, uh, Israelite. Uh, groups and and he is just he's a he's an outsider and david's name amongst those people became it is it was um david couldn't do much um he, he could like i mean i guess he could have he could have stood on the mountains and yelled or he could have showed up and been like hey i'm anointed as king okay all right that's who i am i'm i'm the anointed king and, and the kings around would just go okay cool yeah well of what uh, and and for for the longest time, David was the king of nothing. He was the king of the wilderness. Um, and I think that um, in in our in our society, that values results, that values um, these tangible things that we could point to, that values often just an overriding hand, a, a pushing through and making a difference by sheer will, pulling yourself up by your bootstrap. It's hard for us to understand a leader like David who said, no, I'll, I'll wait. God, you, at the, at the right time, God, you will remove the, the one that persecutes me, the one that is who, who's out for my blood, who, who wants to kill me, you will, you'll, you'll, you'll open the path for me to be king.
and I'm going to wait until you do. And I'm not going to force it. I'm not going to get impatient. I'm not going to demand my birthright as, as the prodigal son does. I'm not going to um, stand up and, and declare how unfair it is that even though I am truly the anointed and, and expected king, the heir to the throne, that I am the next king, I haven't got it yet. That Saul hasn't stepped down. That Saul hasn't been taken out. Um, but, but he wasn't going to be the source. He wasn't going to be the one who attacked God's anointed. And, and even when it did happen, when Saul was killed in battle, um, there was a man who, who, who ran uh, to tell David and thought that David would be overjoyed, but David was not. David was heartbroken when Saul was killed in battle. I mean, part of that, obviously, is because Jonathan, his, his good friend, was also killed. But David mourned because the chosen of God, the, the, the favorite of God, had been killed. And, and in a lot of ways, Saul brought a lot of the stuff on himself. Um, again, by the choices he made, by, by the, the things that he did, by uh, failing to wait upon God and failing to wait for Samuel, Saul made those choices. But David did not glory in his defeat. When Saul died, he mourned. He mourned because the king, his king, had been killed. And after he finished mourning, he then assumed the throne. Because God had opened up the path, had opened up the door for that to happen. But he was content to wait for that. And so I think what I just really am going to spend some time reflecting on, as I already have, in case you can't tell, I'm going to continue to, to do, is this idea that what it means to be a leader in context when um, you're not the king. You're not the main leader. You're not the one in charge. But you're still a leader. What does that mean? How do you, how do you support the one that is? How, what is it, what is your, what is your responsibility? What is your um, task? Like what, what, and, and then what do you do when that, that leader is not leading in the direction you think that we should go? Like was 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 David right for fleeing? I mean, obviously he was fleeing for his life, and so I'm not like oh, but but David fled because the leader, the one, the king, um, wanted him dead, and so obviously this is the direction that David's like, I can't go there with you, and so so he left. What is what is that? What does that mean? What, is, what does that mean for us in circumstances when we think about following leaders and like, oh, are, are, we, are we to go down that path or are we to follow the leader in that way? Do we 
do we um, dig our feet in and and rebel, or do we do we just say ah, this is not where God has me? I'm gonna move somewhere else, and and if God brings me back, then praise God. But I'm not going to fight against the one whom God has put in place to be the leader. I think it's it's just a difficult question because it's so wrapped up into this idea that we are all. Um, for me specifically, because I um, I come from a a theological tradition of priesthood of all believers, which says that we all hear from God the same. That that no one has a special connection with God. That that there's not anybody that's like, oh yeah, you guys can pray to him, but I but God only speaks to me. Um, instead, we believe that I believe that that God speaks, and that we all can have that relationship where God speaks to us. Now, you know, we may not all have finely tuned our ears to listen to God, and so we may not hear God in the same way. We may not be able to respond in the right way. Saul, Saul had opportunities to wait that if he had, then he would have seen God's provision and providence. But he didn't. He, he, he was too afraid of what the people thought. He was too tragic of a, of a of a figure to wait because he he thought he was losing the influence over the people, and really what it cost him was not was both. He lost the influence over the people, but he also lost the anointment of God. God said, "You're no longer king." What what does that look like for us? What does that look like for you? As, as a follower, how do you respond to leaders? How do you support them? How do you encourage them? How do you speak truth into their lives? You have the same connection, the same Holy Spirit, the same ability to hear from God. And so if you are humbly seeking God and God gives you direction, then I think you have to follow that. And, and if, um, but, but I think one of the, the litmus tests, one of the things that we're going to say, oh, let's see if this comes from God, is that, is the human, because we all have this, I think, this humanness, this heart that's deceitful above all else, that, that rebels. And so when we think about that, we go, okay, if I want to follow, what do I do? Uh, when a leader decides to do something uh, that I don't agree with or that I that I wouldn't do it that way. And and I think that's when you, you fall on your face and you pray, God, okay, God, I need you to show me, am I just supposed to follow? Am I just supposed to wait? Um, or um, in, you know, are we, are we called to move, to find our place in the wilderness? Or... And, and because I think for the most part, the easiest part is for in our hearts to go, ah, I need to, I need to rebel. I need to be against this. And so instead of um, listening and waiting, instead of seeking out what God might want, 
we say, no, no, I'm going to rebel because I know better. And I think that is, is just the, I mean, just the humanness of us that, that we, we have to fight against, that we struggle against, the sin nature of the heart that's deceitful, that says, I, I know better. So that's the challenge this week, to think through the wilderness, to think through leading and to lead like David, and to try to avoid the, the, the mishaps of Saul, and, and to try to find where you fit, wherever you might be, in whatever situation, of what it, what it means to be a leader, what it means to live, live out your wilderness, what it means to follow, and to do so in a way that honors God and honors Jesus. It's the challenge, but it's what God calls us to do. It's what God is calling us to do now and will continue to call us to do, to live in community, to, to be able to support and serve and love one another. And so that's my prayer uh, that for myself and my prayer for you, that you would find your ways to, to lift up your leader to follow. And if you're a leader, that you would find people who will speak truth to you in love and that you will continuously come back to realize that it's God who, who leads. It's God who moves. And you're just there to be uh, a part of that. And, and that, that if God moves in a different direction, he will. And there's nothing you can do to hold on to that. And that's okay. Because it's all about God's glory, God's kingdom. And as long as he gets the praise, as long as he gets the glory, then that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Think about, this, think about that this week. Uh, contemplate there. Let me know what you guys think. And I hope you have a wonderful, blessed week.